With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bonjour, mes amis. In the heart of your busy day, find a moment of peace and pleasure at La Madeleine. Imagine a cozy corner of France just for you. Whether you choose to relax by the warm glow of the fireplace or indulge in the art of French conversation on the patio, La Madeleine offers the perfect escape. And now, for a limited time, enjoy La Madeleine's Douai Magnifique for just $9.99. That's a melted-to-perfect four-cheese grilled cheese sandwich paired with a cup of their famous tomato basil soup. It's the quintessential pairing, just right for the season. At La Madeleine, they cherish the French tradition of fresh cuisine, crafted with ingredients and recipes that have been lovingly passed down through generations. It's not just a meal. It's an experience, a little piece of France you can call your own. Find your local La Madeleine at lamadeleine.com. Escape the ordinary. Savor the Douai Magnifique. Visit lamadeleine.com today. Bon appétit. Hello you miserable bastards and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn. Oh, I said my name really weird. Coburn. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am Jamie Coburn and joining me is Andrew Christie. Good evening. Craig Devine. Hello. And the very, very, very hungover Sam Smith. Guten Tag. Uh, two wins to talk about and a busy transfer window plenty on the plate uh, we'll talk about the Motherwell game first briefly I mean not many talking points it wasn't the greatest of games um, we, Curtis Main got a goal got it right up his ex-employers that was nice to see and it was nice to see later on as well um, Sam and well Craig was kinda on comms but wasn't he <laughs> I, I was I was, I was, was there in spirit I was there occasionally kind of sending in wee quips and stuff and Sam just looking at me going what the fuck did you say I couldn't hear that was I, see for somebody that's standing up in the TV uh, comms gantry for that entire game I think I must have missed the entire first 30 minutes just fiddling about with that fucking mixer trying to get the, the, the mic to work but I what did you know I've doubled up in Sam's wee mic like Bruce Springsteen we, we did think about that for, for a minute, but... We were going to put Craig I, on my shoulders and see, uh, <laughs> see if we could like, share the headset that way. Aye, it's, it's, it was three different headsets we went through before we gave up. I think the third and final one I maybe would have went with, and then I think, Jamie, you said through the group chat, no, it sounds terrible, don't. <laughs> but I just... It's a bit gotten because you, you put like quite a bit of, kind of prep into like, notes and a bit of research across the... Opposition team and that, and brushing up on stats and everything, and then it was just potluck. It was just I went to the opposite side for the the last two times I've done it, picked up that one, and it just so happened that Sam got the one that actually worked. And to be fair, he done a fucking to what I heard, he done a fantastic job. But it's it's so difficult to hear somebody talking even when they're standing next to you because it's, it's just so loud at that. But so see until the the second half, I had a working one working earpiece. That was the first I really heard of much of what he was saying but aye, that hard. was the most exciting part of Saturday because it was a shake How was it doing it yourself Sam? Uh, fine but you do find yourself trying to have conversations with yourself at points <laughs> uh, there was I, I think it was uh, the save that Carson had from uh, Crankshank as he was called on the team sheet <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, when Crank, Crankshank actually cut in uh, off the left on his right foot and he had like a kind of cross come shot and Carson then saved that and I like 
as if I was expecting Craig, who hadn't spoke for 80 minutes previously, <laughs> I said, oh, terrific save by Carson, and then I then took the part of what Craig would usually do and then came in and answered my own, like, <laughs> answered my own like, cue. And I, I, I could I could kind of hear myself doing it for most way through the game, but aye, I, I mean, we've been, a, we've been assured it's a one-off. For it worked very well. It was, I think there was a point where you were talking to yourself about who you would bring on as a substitute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have just aye. done that the whole entire time, like just you putting on a voice like Craig. Just be like, so okay, who would you bring? <laughs> eh, well. <laughs> I, could have put a, I could have done a, a version of Dave Cormack, but it wouldn't have been as good. Uh, if there's anyone who would have thrived on solo comms, it would be uh, Mark. It would be Mark. <laughs> Aye, there'd be 14 who... different commentators with Mark. <laughs> Voices and backstories. Oh, so, William Shaddles just came in. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Aye, if we should but... talk about the actual game. Aye, it was uh, a. It was just, it was a, I think the best thing you can say out of it was that we beat a shit team without being great. Like, mm-hmm. that's the kind of game that historically we would have struggled and then mm-hmm. either drawn or lost a, a kind of late winner. But we were organised, we were disciplined, and we kind of, for the most part, executed the game plan well without ever really setting the world alight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Main's goal was quite nicely taken. It was good play by Grieve to um, set up. Uh, strength across and uh, Curtis Main catches the Motherwell defence kind of sleeping and nicks in. I think Liam Kelly's probably going to be a bit disappointed to let that buy him, but I obviously get to see Main scoring against his old team. And yeah, it was a pretty professional performance without being fantastic. It was, we kind of we did our thing, and I teams just hate playing us. Like Stevie Hamill kind of said as much after the game, like, we're not a team that people look forward to playing at all and Paisley's not a place that anybody in the league wants to come and um, the only bugbear of the game would be that we didn't potentially that we didn't score more I'd quite like to see that but if we can start kind of putting teams to the sword a wee bit more um, then I think top six is absolutely ours for the taking I think it helps that we're, we're seeing like obviously much bigger crowds you know, as well as especially in the family stand, like that's been yeah, empty for yeah. so long. And so it's good to see that there's actually quite a lot of people in it now. Like that just adds a factor to the whole thing about people not wanting to come to Paisley. Like um, we've really made it a fortress and the fact that there's so many fans now going to the stadium, um, like long may it continue. And like, and you say top six issuing, Europe's issuing. The thing that we're aiming, what, like, European, European football is guaranteed at this point. I'm putting it out there. Uh, where was it? I said we'd finish at the start of the season. That's not correct. <laughs> so I think uh, the actual aim is I think we're all wrong and the the aim of where we're heading is um third place. So splitting the old fun. Yeah, well of course Rangers are pish. Yeah, me as well. <laughs> I, I, Motherwell never really never really offered much. I think me and Craig both said that the at the time like Crankshaw probably come on and actually changed the game a wee bit I don't really I don't know what the, the reasoning behind him no starting was I don't know if he was maybe maybe took a knot in the previous game but he was probably the only real threat I thought Motherwell had I thought Kevin Van Veen was kind of had a, a real a real off day I don't think he really troubled he never really troubled Gogic much either I think Connor Shields in the first half was, was rank rotten and you know, hopefully that's Scott Burns that just attributed our name to being interested in him because that would have been a disaster if he would he was a he had signed on loan. But Motherwell just like a team that are destined to be down there. I uh, think they I think they're in real trouble, to be honest. I think the only thing that could kinda of save them is that Kelly, St Johnson and like Ross Kenny are equally as shit. Remember like, when that meme like, went about with the like, it was the YouTube video and it was like um two retards fighting on a trampoline or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and people were saying it was more than Dundee when we were at the bottom <laughs> fighting over who should be it's essentially that times like four no, I, just just, I mean the, every see the bottom half I noticed this today there's the entire bottom half is all on the same amount of losses they're all on like 13 losses each it's it's as if the glob for last season has just kind of moved a little bit further down the table aye it's just so I think we'll, we'll touch on it later on when we're you know, doing the Patreon but it is just ridiculously refreshing to know be worried about this like now I think we're obviously 
13 points clear of the teams that are sitting on 20 points and we're in no real danger. I, we're not in any danger. We're looking up. I don't think mm-hmm. even the most kind of pessimistic person, like even they can't really deny how good we've been in the direction that we're looking at is up. But it's mm-hmm. now getting to the point where probably another couple of wins this month that if you don't finish top six, it's, it's probably going to be a bit heartbreaking because if you're Aye. never going to do it this season, you're, you're not going to do probably it. Never, yeah, you're never going to do it. So, I had just again like Motherwell never really they had obviously forced a couple of decent saves to Carson but you know we looked the team that was more likely to go up and grab a second I think especially when a younger came on who was really lively and you know unfortunately he took an knock with the collision with Blaney but I think we'll obviously touch on it when we're talking about the transfer window who we brought in to replace him but it's obviously good to see Kieran Offord got on as well mm-hmm. uh, you mm-hmm. know a tough shift at that point because we, you know, 10, 15 minutes to go, it's when we're kind of giving up more of the ball and Motherwell are shelling the ball forward, you know, main and <laughs> offered, we're both feeding off our scraps at that point. For them, it's just a case of pressing, making it difficult and I thought they both done a good job of it as well. Now, a big fan of the daft booking they got for time-wasting for <laughs> kicking the ball behind uh, Ricky Lamy as well, which was a good laugh. I mean, we can move on to the transfer window now because, like, I mean, I think that's the Motherwell game pretty much covered. Unless yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing. But... <laughs> just surprised at Liam Kelly, the fact that he actually made an ass or something against the switch change rather than... He, he, was, he was due it after the, the the first fixture of the season as well. Aye. I think the, the only other thing I could probably think about is maybe a, a talking point for the game was he's obviously come in for a lot of stick lately, but I thought, again and again at Aberdeen last night, from what I can remember, I think Scott Tanzer had a, yeah. he's put together two good performances in a row and that'll do his confidence a world of good, obviously. Uh, we're going to talk about who's come in to kind of challenge him on his position, but I mean, it looks as if yeah. it might have given him a wee rocket and hopefully we'll see I don't, I don't the, think the Scott that, Tanzer our last season. Yeah, Tanzer's not a bad player. He does have bad spells though and you can uh, see he's, him he's, dropping he's confidence his, massively sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's a confidence player and he's, he's mm-hmm. just went through a an absolutely horrific spell of play he's been the worst player on the park for us for a good while up until the last few games and he seems to have kind of turned it around again but yeah I thought him and Marcus Fraser and Saturday they were both really really good aye but aye, they were, Fraser was like a man possessed aye he tends to do that he tends to have several kind of five or six out of ten games and then just pop up with an absolutely just solid performance aye but yeah, we'll move on to the transfer window and uh, you might have seen we shared a, a link on Twitter um, uh, where you can essentially send voicemails in and uh, you can get your voice. Recipe for disaster, that. So far, you know, <laughs> other than Craig and Mark, well, I mean, Mark's having the most fun with it. <laughs> um, uh, we've got some actually some decent responses and um, we've got two in for the the transfer window. Um, the first one we'll go to is uh, Chadis. They're all unpleased with the window. I think Richard Taylor will prove to be a great signing for the club, as I feel his performance against Hearts at Tynecastle in particular was very good. I do have my doubts about Tony Watt coming in. I believe he's overrated and is only really impressed during his time at Motherwell. But if he comes in and starts scoring, I won't be complaining. The departures are am mixed on. I'm happy at the likes of Brophy and Olasanya going for different reasons. Brophy because I don't think he's been good enough for a long time now, and Olasanya because it will help him get used to Scottish football. However, Erehon leaving felt like a gut punch. I understand we needed the money, but I feel like he could have been very useful for us the rest of the season, and I'd have been willing to take the hit of him leaving for nothing if he helped us get into Europe. Still, I hope he does well at Lincoln. Uh, thanks, guys. And yeah, I, you guys are great. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you very much. I think I agree with every single word of that. Tony Watt is not overrated. Just to speak on Tony Watt, I'd like to say that I've always been a massive fan, despite what countless tweets <laughs> and posts in group chats may say. But I think I the point that Chad has made with his kind of one good spell coming at Mother under Robinson, I think that's that's the kind of thing for me that's making me think it's going to be a good, a good move because. Mm-hmm. He spells up here, he's tended to play sort of out wide for Dundee United and I think Hearts as well, I can seem to remember him playing wide and he kind of gets lost a wee bit there. But Robinson and Motherwell played him kind of more centrally and that's where he's had his best return. I think it's the only time his career he's got over, he's got in double figures in a, a season. Mm-hmm. So 
I am, to be honest, I'm pretty optimistic um, about it, despite what I may have said in the past about the guy. So, I, I think as much as... Oh, sorry, there you go. No, I was just going to say, I don't think... To, to, like, the, the, like, Tony Watt, I think, is a great signing for us, and I don't think the whole overrated thing is true. I don't, I don't think he is. I don't think many people think he's an amazing striker. You kind of know what you get with him. There's going to be a level that, of shithousery, and he will pop up and finish a few goals. That was... I think the overrated thing comes from the fact that every and it's not him and he said it in countless interviews like people are, oh he just lives off of that goal against Barcelona and like yeah it's obviously like I, I, I get that that'll be on but that's when Tony Watt retires and he looks back and he'll be like yeah. nah, I scored the winner against arguably at that point they were probably the best club team in the world mm-hmm. All right. and but that's, that's a nice thing but I think he wants to be known for a bit more than that he, just, I think he wants to be kind of remembered as Tony Watt, the, the good striker, and know the. So I think that's kind of where the, the overrated stuff comes from. But kind of each to their own. Like, I, I, I think he's he's a lot more than a goal scorer. When when you watch him play, he's he's far more clever than he gets the credit for. Yeah, I think he's he's got decent numbers for assists as well, as well as like he's he's obviously got good finishing ability. He's obviously pinged about and pinged about. It's a short career. He's got to make money. He's yes, he's living off the signing off fees, uh, signing on fees, which is what. what more, if you've more got clubs what, than Tiger Woods. <laughs> that's bad part. If you're more clubs than Tiger Woods, just tune it. Don't listen to the podcast. But it's, it's probably the only part of the, the the message that I disagree with. I, I think what will be, I think what will be excellent for us. I think in his interview um, on that he did when he joined on Sky Sports, he was talking about his relationship with Robinson and um, if he plays. Robinson half as well as he talks about him then we'll be absolutely fine mm-hmm. he clearly has a lot of respect for Robinson and he seems like he's got a bit of a point to prove as well I think he probably has heard before that speaking read tweets about him and there's a perception of him that he maybe wants to kind of d- disprove sort of thing so I am all for it it's, I don't see it being a massive risk to be honest I, th- I don't Aye. We're okay. essentially getting a try before you buy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, that's, that's with, with nice. Brophy, like, yeah. as, if Ross County stay up, they'll probably try and sign him. That's. He won't be back. He won't play for no. something again. And yeah. like, we can yeah. talk about like the, the the line that obviously was put out that it was, he was gone because of a financial reason. The reason he was gone, yeah, maybe it is financial, but it's financial because we have a player on such a high wage that's not buying into the process, essentially. Contributing nothing to like, us, really. If, if he bought into the process and what Stephen Robinson's doing in this team and even if his wages was, was double what he's on the now he'd be playing every week the reason he's not playing every week is he's not doing what needs to be done in this setup for us to go on we're doing really well and people think we should be doing better if Eamon Brophy was playing mm. no it's like it's- if he was good enough he would be playing and like I think we've all like the position that we're sitting in that we can all like trust Stephen Robinson like and what he wants to do with the club, and if Brophy isn't mm-hmm. fitting on that, right, fair enough. Let him go to Ross County, and if he scores a barrel load of goals for Ross County, do you know what? It's that helps. It's good for us because he can't Aye. play against us. Ross County aren't catching up to us, and he's scoring against all our rivals. Fucking, it's a great move. Aye, it's polar opposite for what the United fans were saying. Because I, I did have to laugh when the United fans are saying, "Oh, we're letting them go to a rival." Rivals aren't thirteen points apart. <laughs> like we we are looking at. You know, hoping to finish in the top five, and no, I'm not just settling for six now. It's the top five, but uh, mm. aye, there's there's a difference. Like, and for the United, it might work out as well because ideally, if we are winning most weeks, if we are beating the teams in and around in the United, they're going to pick up points as well. And at the end of the season, if Watt does want to stay, and then we've got a hungry player who does want to play, and we've managed to get rid of a guy who. To me, it looked as if he wasn't asked at all for his last wee spell. So he did. He did kind of cut that type of figure. That that was something that quite annoyed me. Saying uh, loads of folks saying, "Why have we let Brophy go out and brought in somebody on a, a similar wage, the same type of wage, or potentially even more?" It wouldn't have happened if the younger hadn't been injured and out for the rest of the season in the first place. And like you say, we've shipped out someone that clearly couldn't be asked and wasn't working in our system and wasn't buying into it. That, that's it. That's Aye. essentially it. But then we can now we now need to look at. Another departure, which I think is it will be a big loss to us, and that's Ethan Arahan, as it turns out, not Erehorn. Like, we've we got are, a lot of yeah, we've got a lot of apologising. I mean, I've already yeah. apologised to the previous commentators, so I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> 
No, yeah, I'm quite good guys I'm, though, but I, yeah. <laughs> I'm quite disappointed to see Erahan go. Erahan go, excuse Aye. me, sorry. Um, I think it's the right time for it. I don't. I think if that if the move that he wanted fell through, mm-hmm. I don't know if we'd maybe get, get the best of him for the rest of the season. And I think it's maybe the right move for him at this stage in his career. He'd do well getting out of Scotland and the money down there, and he, he won't be a Lincoln long. I don't think he'll, he'll be moving up bigger and better clubs fairly rapidly and um, the business that we've done getting that fee for a player with only six months on his contract I think it's a good bit of business but ah, it'll be a massive massive loss for, loss for us um, in that midfield I think under Robinson he's looked like he's mm-hmm. finally kind of starting to realise that potential that we've all said and all known he's had this whole time and uh, he's been a massive reason that we are where we are this season I, th- I think a lot uh, of fans are going to be in for quite a shock about how much. Ah, big I think time, so. Man. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe, maybe with the kind of distance he's not playing for us anymore, some of these fans will potentially kind of come round on him because you know we are historically very rough on our own players. So maybe with that distance, they'll see it a bit more. It's the whole lazy Hopefully thing that keeps because getting peddled that annoys me because you, that's you can't, the worst, you can't, you that's can't the worst have a lazy holding midfielder that just doesn't. Nah, not work. at all. Not on a Steve Robinson side. If you were lazy, you're not playing. Aye. Aye, you can't, but let's not forget it. He did cut that type of figure about a year, a year and a half mm-hmm. ago. I was one of the people that, that I'll hold my hands up and say I was completely wrong with the total 180s done on it. But at times, he did look as if he just couldn't be asked at all. If his attitude was quite poor, he wouldn't chase after balls. He threw his hands up in frustration when he made a mistake. And obviously, Robinson got the best out of him and kind of drilled all that out of him. But no, I think it's going to be a big, big loss. I know there's, there's kind of talk over why let him go there now when there's going to be a very similar kind of development fee coming in it's in the summer because he's on a contract anyway and given how long he's been there. But you've got to imagine there's a there's going to be a sell-on that we built. A sell-on percentage in the, the yeah. rest of the add-ons that we can negotiate into the deal that we, we can't get if he just goes for, for training compensation. I think the training compensation is a lot lower as well because it's cross-border. Mm. So, like, you'd rather take maybe double the money you're going to get, and have, uh, we've reinvested it, and you know, obviously bringing in Tony Watt. I, I don't uh, even back on Watt. I don't think we're paying. I, I don't think we'll be paying him near what we're paying Brophy either. Like, yeah. like, the club aren't ran by dafties. Like, they're like they definitely know fine well that we maybe had to do a wee bit of negotiating with Indy United, but you know, Indy United obviously just by all accounts, wanted him away. I mean, he was sitting I, I, on their bench not doing anything, and if he could be out again scoring against their rivals, it's the same kind of situation as the Brophy thing. It helps yeah. them. No, yeah. but remember, the, the club are absolutely skin, and we definitely cannot afford Tony Watt. Tony Watt, yeah, no, Tony Watt, no way. <laughs> we uh, made up nonsense. We absolutely cannot afford Watt. Um, yes, we have a, an, another message in, um, for about the transfer window. This is from Anonymous, they didn't leave their name or anything, it just says Anonymous, so here you are, you mysterious figure. Hey, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Happy with who went out of the club, um, the money we brought in for them. Um, also happy with who came in, I think the big one being Thierry Small. Um, Danza, shite this season, good to have somebody in to replace him, we've kind of been lacking. Um, Tony Watt, I think he could do a job, played well under Robinson, um, so I will see what happens there. Um, Obviously, we've still got Keenan Offord and Maine and that, um, who I'd probably still be going for as first pick. Um, however, the thing that overshadows all our transfer news and whatnot uh, is Motherwell bringing in John Obika. I think that's, that's a bit venture for me. Um, <laughs> fucking, he's my is this me? Um, get a picture of John Obika with tits on my wall. That's... <laughs> 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 I don't know if that's why you wanted to keep that anonymous. And... <laughs> I, I was I was about to say that guy sounds oh. a wee bit like Declan Gallagher. And I was just, I was he's not going to have a he's not going to have a picture of John Beaker with tits on his wall, surely. <laughs> I, I'm I'm a I'm on the same boat. I'm fucking devastated that John Beaker's playing for another team in the league. But it's also good because I think me and Mark are on comms eh, when we play it for part in two weeks, and you best believe that we will be serenading John Beaker. <laughs> On the commentary, I, I he's listen. He's he's not going to do anything for for Motherwell. Like his time's been and gone up here. I think it's, it reeks a like a proper panic signing. 
I think they've looked at guys who they've maybe been interested in over the years. I, I think they, they were in he was for on trial. Under he was Robinson, potentially, back Robinson. in the day? Or, uh, yeah, he was, yeah. On, he was on trial under Robinson but the week before he signed for us. And uh, I think Hamill's just gone back through and seen who he could maybe get a hold of. But... Uh, Hamill's uh, found he's found Robinson's laptop that's not been connected to the Wi-Fi for three years, and the last <laughs> note on it was John Obika, and just went, "Ah, that sounds good." Uh, let's bring in a guy who's <laughs> I think he's played about five games in a year. I, I think the, the point on point on small, yeah, that is, was, that, that was the main one. We, we should probably yeah, talk about. he looked fair. He was a wee bit nervous when he first came on, yeah. but again, it's he's not really had many experiences of men's football and. Once he settled into the game last night, I thought he was. I thought he looked really good, looked really confident. I, I, the first time I've seen one of our left backs do a step over in years as well. So <laughs> well, that's all. Since we played Dormus at left wing back, uh, he's, Aye, a, he's look, a big, it's a big unit. He's. I he looks a real prospect. Um, I think you just have to look at Spurs were trying to buy him Aye. on a permanent deal. Uh, but, um, yeah, hearing him speak, he's clearly a very, very confident guy, and um, kind of. He looks confident, he sounds confident that kind of goes past his 18 years and he doesn't look like a kid playing amongst men. He looks like he kind of backs himself to, to play at this level and strong, skillful, pacey. I think it could be a real, a real prospect. And he also makes Scott Tanzler better just by the fact that he's now got a bit of competition. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's could be a real, a real fun one. But um, I think the, the the making people better by not playing. I, I thought that was a. I thought that was quite clearly a dig that Robinson had at Brophy. Then <laughs> uh, he's and he's ex interview. He said obviously that Eamon hadn't been starting, but he said that he, by him uh, he's just, he's good to have around because he's making other people play better. And I was that's just the ultimate. <laughs> you're you're a good extra man in training. to stick in the boxes when nobody else wants to go in. Aye, you're the Andy <laughs> Firth. That's... Aye, you're just you're just there for a laugh. <laughs> the most expensive laugh we've ever had, though. So. But yeah, uh, Thierry Small he does look good, and it is a position we've been needing. Obviously, we've kind of mentioned it before in the last podcast uh, that Tanzer is quite injury prone as well. Like even yeah, he might not be out for long spells of time, but like after sixty minutes <laughs> of a game, it looks like he has to come off and. You've got Tate to come on, but Tate's also out injured and I think had another bit of a setback or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So to have a, a young guy, young hungry guy, that's not only covering, but challenging to, for that starting position that will keep Tanzer on his toes a bit, that's probably exactly what we needed. Aye, I agree. 100%. Just some, some good dealings in the window. Ideally, I'd like just to bring in a a centre midfielder, but it's probably just been greedy. I mean, there was links with Alex Low- uh, Lowry, and um... it was a total non-starter. <laughs> was that AI? Uh... <laughs> well, I, I got quite excited. It's, by um, it. I was very been... excited. One kind of thing that makes it a bit daft, but it quite pleased me is at the start of the transfer window. And I think the one thing we all said was we need cover on the left. That's the one thing if you can pick for this one, but we don't need much. But that's the utmost we have to fill that kind of position. And then the way the window transpired, the Ayunga injury, Erohan leaving under previous management, we would have maybe panicked a wee bit and just focused or thrown all our eggs into the one basket and kind of getting somebody in up front and forgot about the, the main position that needed filled. So it's just kind of pleasing to see that there's obviously something that's been worked on for most of the most of the window and it still came through. I think it's also worth uh, talking about one of the big choices that we kept, Keanu Bacchus, yeah. which a lot yes. of us thought we maybe wouldn't. Obviously, his stock went through the roof after the World Cup, but aye. Aye, keeping him will be massive. Uh, losing him and Erehon in the same day would have been would have been a lot to deal with. So aye. yeah, keeping a player like him, even that I don't imagine he'll stay past the summer. I can't see that happening. But the six months we'll never know. He might maybe interested in that European football next season. <laughs> Good point. There was a very brief rumour on deadline day of him going to the, the Wigan stuff resurfaced again yeah, for half a second. I, I think Sean away. Maloney getting the Wigan job just kind of looked up here. I aye. think half the, half a Hibs squad were linked to Wigan as well in the final day. I mean, I think as Sam said in the uh, the group chat that Wigan haven't been able to play their, some of their players recently. Aye, they, so they're, they're they're they can't afford Bacchus. So. They also have a dwarf manager. So, aye. And did you also see? Did you? I, I heard this in a uh, YouTube video that 
obviously Colo Turi was their manager. Do you know they offered it to Yaya Turi first? And he said yeah. no, and then they offered it to Colo Turi. I don't know if how the process went, nah, but my brother will do it, and they just went, aye, okay then. Fun fact, and I don't actually know if it is real, so it might not be a fact, but in uh, Colo Turi's nine games, they played Luton three times. I've got a fun Colo Turi fact as well. My mate was down in Manchester last week with work, and uh, the Wigan team were staying in Manchester, and uh, my pal saw Colo Turi go into the room to be sacked, and then come out of the room, no, very happy. <laughs> that's a shame, man. Is it called that was allergic to grass? That he said, no, that's yeah, yeah. Was that yeah, yeah? yeah. Thanks, uh, so, yeah. was just allergic to defending in the latter stages <laughs> of his career, but I. Uh, but uh, I've, got, I've got a fun fact as well that the authorities might want to look into when Sean Maloney travelled down to Wigan. He actually went down on a child's ticket. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quick, before we move on, uh, quick talk about, obviously mentioned there as well, that uh, Kieran Offord's back and so is Lewis Jameson. Mm-hmm. Um, two young players that, that look good, and, um, eager, hungry. You know, I think Airdrie were quite um, annoyed that us recalling Jameson. I think they were wanting to keep him. Um, and I mean, Offord's always looked quite dangerous. And uh, anytime he's kind of came on for us, and I mean, we'll always be offered Stan seeing that his dad pays that three pound a month. So, hero. I also uh, took the years off him with some fucking drunk partner last night when I was uh, up at Aberdeen. <laughs> Poor guy must have wanted to leather me. So, hi. Nah, it's good. It's good. It's you'd rather the bench being not not filled just for the sake of it, but you'd rather have guys that. A, are good enough to come on and two they're really eager to impress like, I mean that's it they're there they're there on merit they're not there to right, they're not there just a box of oh, I, I play the youth and not play them they're there because they're good enough and they will aye. contribute aye, they're there they're in the first team environment they're ready to play and aye, he wouldn't have called them back if he, if he didn't think they were ready so aye, just good, good to see it and they're, they're going to get opportunities we've got a lot of games coming up they'll get a fair crack at the whip and hopefully they contribute between now and the end of the season I think they will definitely go on, but that was one thing I spotted last night, just looking at the the squad and the strength of our bench, it just looks really, really strong now all of a sudden, which it didn't look that bad beforehand, but we've come out with a very solid starting eleven and very, very good options on the bench. And, uh, we will talk about last night um, after this. <laughs> At the back of a team, he hates Aberdeen, Declan Gallagher. Him and Curtis Main, back is Ryan Strain, Declan Gallagher. Oi, oi, oi! And we're back. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Mark. <laughs> oh, Do you know, the first, se- the first few seconds of that, I don't know if it was the same for you guys, it didn't really kick in, then all of a sudden it just screeched Declan Gallagher. That's incredible, man. Fair <laughs> <laughs> play, Mark. I think I think he's wanting that Aberdeen reject to get that song. It does, does Declan Gallagher have a song? Yeah. Uh, no, but he should. Well, there you go. Now he has. Courtesy uh, of Mark. Uh, also, incredible. by the way, that, that that was sent in on Speakpipe. So see if you have got a song that you want, but you're too ashamed to like put it on Twitter or have a name to it you can put them on our thing it's a safe anon- space anonymously it, and we'll play just it gonna, you're going to just have a flood of people suggesting a Declan Gallagher song so I'm just going show us your penis <laughs> <laughs> like we're, we're just uh, like the the wee place you can send your voice notes and it's a safe space the only people that are going to hear them are the average of like 900 to 1000 listeners we get and it'll get past about our group chat so <laughs> and to be fair it's content and we're content whores so um, Ugh, aye give it make, make our job easier but a 3-1 winner away not only an away win three goals aye. away from home at Aberdeen and we all thought that it might not have came because Jim Goodwin was away and we're like ah well that's a shame um, but I have to feel that Jim Goodwin might have been happy with last night's result it was amazing. It's just great because usually, like, we're a hard to break down defensive unit. Like, that's what we've built the season on. That's like, and too much success so far. But the assumption is that going to Petardry, that'll be much of the same. And then when uh, McCrory gets sent off after three minutes, um, which, by the way, I think 
as I, I nailed on red. I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I mean, we'll talk, we'll talk about it, it in detail after your point. Aye, but so the after after they go down ten men, I, you kind of feel the worst because we've not got a great track record breaking kind of stuffy teams down, but. It, we just we moved the ball so well last night. It was attack after attack. It was just just a masterclass in how to play against ten men. We moved the ball so quickly, like overlaps and overloads, and yeah, we just looked so good. And uh, and away win two goals from set pieces, which is unheard of as someone. And I win by more than a goal. It just had everything you could ask for, and also Sam on the telly, which was nice. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's I had that. I had a phenomenal day, night <laughs> and morning, essentially. Did you, uh, drink, so did, I, did you drink those beers I gave you, by the way? They were one, uh, I didn't think we, you'd like the stout, to be fair. We passed the stout around and gave people a shot. I, I, a couple of people liked it. Billy fucking spanked three quarters of the can. He, oh. he was a huge <laughs> fan of it. But uh, the, the, the cannabis one was quite good, quite liked that. It was... Uh, Tasted like hash. <laughs> it was really, really strange. I will say but... it was CBD and totally illegal. There was nothing in there. Ah, it, was, it was nothing dodgy. But uh, they best, tasted best a bit of that. Was, best part of that was uh, right after the red card. So I'm just putting into the group chat what happened. I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, talk, we'll talk about the red card now. Um, like uh, at, at the time, and like I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was a red. But then when I, I saw the kind of I was like, oh shit, he's put an elbow up there. And then they obviously, I don't get the whole controversy, you know, like Tam McManus and all that coming out and saying the game's gone. I'm not, it, yeah, it, I'm not sure there's a debate at all. It's to not like, I, is Tam McManus is a fucking smooth brain. Like, that guy's <laughs> thick as mincemen. Like, I'm willing to be told that I don't think there's a debate because I'm biased. I, I'm kind of trying to put myself in the position of with, if that was one of our players, but Aye. I just, I don't see how it's... See, anything but red because they've, they've appealed it now as well haven't they you also I think the argument is people. I think the argument is that um, that Dunn puts his arm across him and it's him trying to move to get by him but it doesn't explain the elbow like the elbow actually has a proper like intent towards yeah, he's, it he's definitely he knows what he's doing it's not connection like, with the elbow he's put a little bit of kick into it as well yeah. so it's yeah, have you seen it's, that? The fact, it's the fact that Dunn is a good foot taller than him I think and he's he's raised his elbow that much so you have to make a real point to elbow something mm-hmm. that yeah, yeah. and you've I seen think, Dunn's eye like he's got a massive black eye as well I like, think when he had even he had his uh, he was on the, the deck where he said his hands I think he was just like rubbing it just to make it look worse <laughs> if there's if there's oh, only the elbow if there's no elbow raise there and Dunn's arm comes across, which it did, it's a yellow card for Dunn, obviously. But I think the elbow to his face just totally supersedes uh, anything that comes yeah. before it. Yeah, definitely. Were the with the Aberdeen commentators bad? Oh, so I got I got the Aberdeen commentary for the first thirty minutes, and then it swapped over to Gordon McComb, and and they were just like. Oh, there's, there's absolutely not. That's ridiculous. It was all that kind of stuff. You're just like, because actually, I watched some of the game back on some on TV today, and uh, Gordon had a similar issue to we frequently have. We didn't have yeah replays. Replay, so he wasn't sure who was sent off or for why, because obviously he's not going to benefit of replays. And um, I think it's one of those ones in real time, like didn't look anything. But how you can look at replays of that and not think it's a red, just baffles me. I'm start, starting to notice this more and more watching like kind of feeds for club TV games where folk are starting to say look we've no get replays because the amount of pelters you get online yeah, for yeah, missing definitely. what folk are saying is blatant things is, is beyond belief but aye. I will say that um, Gordon had a bit of the Andrew Christie's on as well where he was mixing players up that looked nothing like each other. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's also got no hair. No, I don't know. Gordon might <laughs> might be follicle challenged. Who knows? But um, he he mixed up Marcus Fraser and Gogic like at least three times. I was like, wow. But yeah, then but I don't, I, know, I, don't up, know the average. I mixed up Curtis Main and Charles Dunn. Yeah, true. That's true. worse. <laughs> that's true. Um, they also get wrongly him. accused that Ibrooks are mixing up Sakala and Matondo, which I think you made a fucking excellent point that yeah. they are not mixing up the two. It's a hard job, like. You know what? It really is. It really is. Hey, but, if anybody um, wants to step up and give it a go, then no, I don't because feel we free. don't because we quite like doing it. We don't want it. Don't we love it? We don't want any competition. Nah, we no, the I never heard that part of the, the Aberdeen commentary for the the sending off, but they were absolutely like I did have Gordon McComb at first, and then the feed kept dropping, so I switched to Aberdeen TV. They were absolutely incensed at Tony Watt coming on and not wearing shin pads, according to them. 
they were. But he would have been wearing shin pads, or he wouldn't I, have been exactly, allowed on the pitch. Exactly, it took up a good minute and a half of him coming on. Who did the Aberdeen comes? You know, was it was it Rob McLean? No, was he just I think it was Rob McLean? Someone else, uh, I, um, obviously. But I can't remember. So obviously they they've got more money and better facilities to get duds like us on. So they they get proper guys. <laughs> they could be doing me upgrading the folk like us. <laughs> No, they really should. Um, Folks that actually know players do wear shin pads. Aye. Uh, uh, there was a point in I text uh, you, Craig, saying that this referee's absolutely fucking stinking and has given us everything. And my point was proved when we were given a free kick for a handball that didn't touch the guy's hand. Which, I mean, we are <laughs> I, can, I can see why. I can see why. Then Shinny didn't even complain. Yeah. I, so, like, I thought Shinny was actually one of the few... Aberdeen players that looked kind of anywhere yeah, last night I, I think probably, but his role was kind of his role was just mainly stopping these wee idiot mates getting in the fights so he wasn't really able to do what he needed because that game say, was threatening to boil over a few like I was after, thoroughly entertained but I've not seen a game like that in a long time where there's like people having to be dragged away and tackles flying I was Charles great. Dunn's tackle I know that was great that was Aye. brilliant there was a few I said, I said this the one as well there was a few six minutes Aye. Aye. There was a few few meaty challenges for both sides in, in the first half, but I thought Aberdeen were pretty decent dirty. in the first half. Yeah. Dirty Aye. but decent. The, the, a dirty team and that's probably something that they were so uncharacteristically in Jim Goodwin's time there, they were a wee bit of a soft touch, which mm-hmm. I didn't I've never we're not the we weren't the streetwise team that we are now, but we were always a wee bit like we would put the boot in if we had to under Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Like how how should they seem to have just lost that? Aye. Oh, it's it's great. It's we are it's so fun to watch shit houses, and we're starting to get credit for it from like all over every corner of Scottish football. I love it. I, I can't remember us ever being like this. Like we always get criticised for being far too soft and just being pushovers and accepting refereeing decisions when you see other teams swarming the referee and stuff like that. And everything's just flipped on its head now. Teams Aye. must hate playing against us home and away because even if even if we, we stop teams from doing what they want to do and, and pose our kind of will on them, even if we don't do that, we don't let teams come and walk all over us anymore. We, we are Aye. a nightmare prospect for any team in that division, mm-hmm. including the old firm. Mm-hmm. Aye, I, I, as we've seen. I, I think the old firm was... know that as well, because like um, mm-hmm. um, Celtic, when we were away, they, they pointed out that how much we attacked, even though they had majority of the possession, we were still quite <laughs> dangerous at points. And then even like um, when... Alex Lowry was getting linked with us. There was Rangers fans saying that he would do well in a club like St Mern and St Mern play really good football and all that. And even that's quite rare to even get a compliment off of the old firm, of mm-hmm. old firm fans on Twitter, especially like usually all the other Scottish clubs are rushing. Like we, we shouldn't be, we we should be boycotting them and all that so they don't get the blue pound. It's cause all the good work I did at Ibrooks. Oh, that was it. Pav, Pav. They were like, oh, you know, he's one of us. Let's send them. <laughs> let's send them players on loan. The first half, um, you know, Maine had pretty much an open goal that he missed, which he uh, got quite a, a bit of stick off the Aberdeen fans. I think that's just unlucky. Replay. I think his foot just gets caught in the turf. I'm, I'm not. I, I wasn't kind of too angry at that. It's just a, just a bit of a. It's just a bad. It just happens. It just yeah. happens. It's, it's no end of the world, and he's he's obviously a capable finisher as well as we then seen twice. But I, it's it could have made a, a comfortable night. Even more comfortable, but I preferred much preferred the way we done it. It was so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Aye, I, I, I don't remember the last time. Cars, did Carson make us do that much? Don't think so. I think it was a short straight at him. I mean, they had two seconds. Let's see. They had two shots on target. We had six. We had 22 attempts. They had six. But I. Did I like, hit the crossfire at one point, or did I make that up? No, we, we did, did yes. We, we did, did. yeah. yeah. But, we also uh, had 72% of possession. When when we ever had that in a game? It's like adding up the rest of our possessions from the last five games. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's also, it's really skewed our average, which is going to be a bit shite come the end of the season when we're looking at it. It's like, make it, th- was it 34 now as opposed to 33? I think uh, I saw somebody saying in Discord, but... Right, so football's played in percentages. <laughs> But uh, the, the first goal, like, um, really good set piece. Like we've talked about, we've not really been um, scoring from set plays and uh, good ball from Strain and 
great uh, movement from Kurt it's Swain. Unbelievable. Fantastic. I, I think it's I think it's Mayovsky that's initially marking main, which makes no sense to me. Sure, you because he also he doesn't make a attempt to follow him when Curtis Main makes his run, which was admittedly like like saying incredible movement and I yeah, that was that was one thing that O'Carroll was credited with in the the post match last week for Robinson. They saying that uh, Dermot O'Carroll's been working with the strikers on like making more dangerous runs across the front of defenders, and he, he says he's you know dedicating quite a lot of time to to working with the forwards, and like that's two goals and less than a week that you've seen it really yeah. come into mm-hmm. play like that that is a really intelligent run and an unbelievable header as well I don't know see on the highlights how satisfying is the noise of it hitting the net it's, as an, well. ex- it's an extremely vicious header it's just it's a, a, it's a bullet it's a dictionary definition of a bullet header aye your cup celebration I'm always for it. See, I, I, two I of them in a week as well, two different games you got to do that to See all that fans. shit when people score, even though they put like, against a former team that they only played like 12 games for and they go, hmm. You're like, fuck off. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of anything like that. But see, the, even the even the Morello stuff last night where he slipped oh, over from his knees to the Hearts fans. Incredible. I love stuff like that. I love it. I, I, after I love a 15-minute VAR check, he still manages. <laughs> yeah. I would love yeah. Curtis Main, like see the goal that like secures us Europe. This is a big if, seeing that like um, two of his former teams are in the bottom six. But if one of them end up in the top six, um, and he scores that goal just to do an Adi Bayor style run, Aye. entire Aye. end of the park, knee slide, fucking bottles dodging, oh, oh that's that brilliant, yeah. Aye, I, I just it's so good, so so good to watch. That is the only thing I actually I don't love anything about Alfredo Morelos. I don't think anybody does. Bully, no. to be honest, no, even his mum. But what I do love is his celebrations. His celebrations are incredible. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the fact that he slides all the way up as far as he can go at our ends and like sits and you know like shushies and all that. And that's incredible, and we should be celebrating more like that. I once served Alfredo Morelos in O2, and he speaks perfect English. And then, oh, yeah, and my manager came over and asked him for an autograph, and he carried on not, not, not like even though he was speaking English to me, then started kidding on that he couldn't speak English and had to get his mate to help him. That's, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> lovely, lovely stuff. Um, we kind of let Aberdeen back in it. Um, really soft penalty, but. It's, it's two hands. Just don't back. give him the option. It's, it's clumsy. It's he puts two hands on Duke's back. You know, he is Duke is the type of player that will go down the kind of slight head of contact. I mean, if you, if that happened to, to be us, honest, you if, want your yeah, I'd, to go want, down. I'd want my striker. I'd be disappointed if my striker didn't do that. So he can't really get mm-hmm. two on his back. But it's just a clumsy tackle. It's, it's not 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 a similar tackle, but not too dissimilar to the penalty we considered mm-hmm. against Rangers. It's just a bit of lapse of no, concentration. There was no need for it. He wasn't going really anywhere. Yeah, but Adams, Majowski's scored. You know what? I think Majowski's on like seventeen for the season, and sixteen of them are penalties. So, (laughs) even at that though, when they scored though, they just looked like a team that when they got back in didn't know what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Like they they didn't really have any clue what to do. The only team that looked as if they were, you know, kind of calming things down were us, and we did calm things down. In his, in his post-match, uh, Barry Robson said that they were outstanding. And like, I do get kind of trying to not throw your team under the bus and try to give, kind of get behind them. But I think he's kind of showing himself up a bit there because I thought Aberdeen were rotten last night. I thought uh, they, they, were, they, were, they were really bad. They were passive and wasteful on the ball and they were just disorganised and weak off it. Like, I mean, and to, to be fair to them, they did play two new centre-backs who obviously hadn't played before. And, and Joe Lewis. And Joe Lewis, but I, I didn't. I thought I thought they were absolutely rotten last night. No, I'm just not sure Barry Robson is a very clever manager at all because he <laughs> did wait what the best part of I think 80 minutes down to 10 men before he decided to make any substitutions at all. The Aberdeen were really fucking awful, but like doesn't take away the fact that how well we were on Oh, no, ball. absolutely, yeah. Like, um, Playing against 10 men's hard. Playing against 10 men's ridiculously hard, especially for the whole of the game. And we, we just took it, as Andrew said earlier, we moved the ball about so well. We were quick. We were attacking constantly. And it was inevitable that we were going to win. Like, well, the it, it never really goal, looked in doubt. When we, well, we look at the second goal, it's another great finish from Curtis Main. Like, 
it's so absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. Come, like, I don't know how he's, how he's kicked that. <laughs> it's behind him as well when he goes to <laughs> when he goes to hit it. But like, you know, that that move came for you know I think Small picks the ball up, Bacchus pings the ball out to Strain, but then Strain Bacchus covers ground that quickly that then he's the one to take the ball off a of Strain and hits in a very very like a good ball into Main, but Main makes. Touch is incredible. The finish is even better. And yet another, you know, ear cut, front to the back of the top, show them who you are, celebration. It was just delightful. Like, so, so good. And it just, Curtis Main, I I don't think it would be harsh to say this is probably the best spell of his career. Mm -hmm. Like, so he's he's everything that we need him to be. He's an absolute battering ram on the ball. He's just, folk, folk don't like going near him. He's technically better than people give him credit for. And he seems to be adding that extra bit of cutting edge to his game now as well. I think what like he must be four goals in his last like six games. I think mm-hmm. like a great run, a really really good run. Got to hope he signs that contract. If he doesn't, I'm gonna. If if he leaves, I will be heartbroken. <laughs> I know. Um, the third goal, um, a VAR decision decision going in our favour. Uh, Ball over the line uh, from a big deck and another like ex Aberdeen player that got it right up them. See, at uh, this point, my stream, the audio on my stream had cut out, so I didn't actually know what the goal had been disallowed for. I thought it was maybe a foul on Lewis, so I was getting raging it completely <laughs> wrong thing. The wrong thing. It was a Dex interview was really good after mm-hmm. the game when he was saying that Gogic was telling him it was in the whole yeah. time and then see when you actually watch the highlight back there's no way Gogic would know because he's not even looking at the goal it's like he's, he's, no, he's not even got an eye on the goal see to the, know if it was in or not I don't know if maybe he spotted like see when you watch it back and they show you um, see the defender who clears it I can't remember who it was that cleared it off the well from behind the line his hands go to his face like ah oh, fuck oh, he yeah. does that before Tony Watt then hits it in the net so it's almost like oh fuck that was in like he's, he knows it's in and he knows VAR's going to check it so I don't know maybe Gogic saw that but ah, yes. just just such a good ending to a, a tremendous night like, good celebration as well after the wee, the wee VAR wait ah, brilliant and he must have really wanted to go all the way up to the Aberdeen fans Aye. Especially considering the way it went the last time out mm-hmm. when we were up there, yeah. and he gets sent off. He was getting you know cheered off the park and all that, and uh, that must have been terrific for for Big Dick who came on second half. He's obviously not been fit enough to start in the last couple of games. Come on, just bosses it like he's done you know enough every week since signing. And Aberdeen must, as much as all their fans are hurting and saying ah they were they were rotten for Aberdeen, they would both comfortably start ahead of most of their players. Mm-hmm. They would uh-huh. walk right into their team and it's probably more a sign of how poorly managed. Not only would they walk into the team, like Declan Gallagher is what they need. Aye. Oh, it's exactly what they needed with their best defender and uh, a wee bit of snobbery and mm-hmm. what people kind of turn their nose up at him, i.e. Jim Goodwin, who it's probably one of the biggest mistakes he made up there was but again, like he's got rid of him because he doesn't like having he doesn't like having the authoritative figures around him, which I was, I was really surprised when he signed Shinny. That he definitely had no say in signing Shinny. You will be pleased to know that, um, and everybody listening at home will be pleased to know that we we did get another voice message in um, with from with an Aberdeen postcode. We'll see. Um, I was told this was recorded in a um, Tesco car park, so. Just imagine what people were seeing. Hello, everybody. I thought I would just check in because I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm not very happy with the, with the manner in which you conducted yourselves in the Cormac Stadium this evening. Uh, first of all, Charles Dunn, that, that was, he head-butted Ross McCrory's elbow. Uh, I, I, I don't think that's acceptable. And you've been saying lots of nasty things about me and nasty things about Jim Goodwin. And I'll tell you for something I don't think is acceptable. And I'm just <laughs> it makes sense apologies for not being there, but I thought I'd pass this message on in his behalf. Bye! 
<laughs> so that was uh, Dave oh, Cormack that was there. It's even on the podcast and he's still the funniest guy on it. <laughs> oh, that's that's incredible. <laughs> Oh, I, I, could, I, I, could they just put that out as a podcast yeah, and it would have been no, entertaining enough I mean that's I don't imagine the, <laughs> just three minutes I don't imagine the, foot, I don't imagine the football monitoring board enjoyed that last night what, what is so, that what about have we, have, we, have we done a podcast since the football monitoring board so. became a thing I think we have no we haven't it's no. almost like yeah because it was Saturday that Jim Saturday. Goodwin got sacked mm-hmm. oh, but uh, that that, that's where he gets his, da- his data from so gets that's the football one. monitoring board is a Totally made up thing. It's Mark. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like the imaginary friends school club. Because Dave Mac doesn't have friends. Like, I will say Andy Dorman eighty seven also got in touch, but uh, when I play it, it's also just Dave Cormack. I'm quite emotional about the club, and um, it means everything to me. Also sounds like Craig, which doesn't help his thing that Andy Dorman eighty seven is there. Uh, or yeah, Andy Bowman Dorman is uh, Craig. Bit no weird. comment. <laughs> it, that, that was that was probably the highlight of Saturday for me. Not not the winning, like turning on sports sound for Mark said that because I was sitting, I kind of sat in the car for five ten minutes and scrolled through my phone, and then Mark put another chat and saying that Cormac was doing the the post match, and I was like, I need to put this on, and then turned it on when he was crying, basically, just means so much to me, and uh, I mean, oh, imagine like. Because John, John Needham wouldn't do that. He wouldn't embarrass himself. No other chairman in the league loves the limelight that much. He's like a, he's like a kind of villain in the wrestling. He just absolutely loves the camera being on him. It just, it just keeps at it. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, no, no, no one else would do it. Like, I think that the worst thing that's came close to it was, remember, Anne Budge just kept putting out really bad statements covered in exclamation <laughs> marks and tears and. Even she's calmed down on that front, but I, he's just he's, he's an absolute box office source of entertainment. I hope he never leaves his position. I, he should probably like let someone who knows what they're doing do the job, and he could just stick to pumping money in. But I long may that guy continue. He's incredible. He's just he's good to laugh at. at nothing if nothing else. And he's added a lot to this podcast. Like it's he's gave us a full section, so. <laughs> Um, can, we, can we make sure we don't end this podcast without just addressing how much of a fuckwit Willie Miller is? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, aye, good point. Actually, aye. that's yeah. that's embarrassing though. Like, you know, it, we we had spoke about it. Like, just I think just about BBC in general. Like, how mm-hmm. embarrassing is it? Your national broadcasters got guys like Willie Miller and like Packy Bonner, who unless it's Celtic, and he doesn't even really know what he's talking about when it comes to Celtic either. Like I remember, mean, was at Packy Bonner a few weeks ago when we were playing Celtic. Said that uh, we'll be looking to change back to a three-five-two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the same three-five-two that we have started every <clears throat> single league game we've played this season. When that, formation. I mean, even even Miller last week can attribute in Aberdeen's failures to 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 many foreign players and that. It's just, yeah, it's fucking it's, dinosaur. It's like, proper, it's proper old man shouting at a cloud type aye. thing just like it's the, the office the, the gift for the office is just the old guy getting sh- sh- ushered yeah. out and the door shutting on him just like Willie, the only Willie thing Miller that got the two foreigners that are the top goal scorers for them and their two best players but aye, aye. strange strange guy which, which led on to a fantastic bit of social media play this morning for Big Tech oh, aye. 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 so good not bad for a pair of rejects, no. Yeah. Aye. Um, but we'll, we'll end it there. Thanks for listening. Um, miseryhunters.co.uk for our merch. Patreon.com forward slash miseryhunters. Um, you get onto the Discord, monthly prize draw, and um, loads of bonus content. Um, congratulations to David Campbell, who won uh, last month's prize. He won a Class. t-shirt. Go on, David. From the Misery Hunters merch store, we should actually get a new design done. Hopefully this month. I keep meaning to get that sorted. But when did they pick? Uh, they the Barcelona, pick, Cup, Barcelona Cup. Barcelona Cup. He picked. Which is good. Well, and if you want to wear that Barcelona um, Cup shirt, which is just over a hundred years ago from the poster kind of thing, it's uh, MiseryHunters.co.uk. Uh, PaisleyCraftBeer.com. Buy craft beer, drink beer, shop local. Unless you are from Sterling, travel to Paisley and buy from us. <laughs> 
Yeah, we get a sign up in the work actually when I was walking out today that said if you for every pound you spend local seventy p stays with the owner. Is that correct? Not quite, but aye, there we come. <laughs> I'll get the council done for false advertising. <laughs> it's right about there. I don't know the full map. Anyway, <laughs> that's enough. Anyway. And um, I'll leave with uh, fuck Willie Miller. He kind of stole mine. I'll, I'll go for a fuck Ross McCrory. Fuck Richard fuck, Gordon. Fuck Ross Davidson. I thought you were going to say that. I never know, but. <laughs> fuck transphobic hospital porter weirdos on Twitter. Cunt. <laughs> Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.